the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Partners in the Gospel. I'm your host, Chaim Goldman, The Watchman. On Partners in the Gospel, we talk with ministry leaders, pastors, other local community members, as well as national influencers who are making a kingdom impact. We are here on 100.7 The Word and also on podcast at thewordfm1007.com. Our first guest on today's program is Gene Turner, Community Relations Director for the Salvation Army in El Paso County. And we'll be talking about why those red kettles. And it's more than about the money, for sure. And in our second segment, I'll be sharing about Hanukkah, the Feast of Dedication, what it is, and why it's super relevant to both Jews and Christians today, especially in light of what's going on in Israel. Gene Turner, welcome to Partners in the Gospel. Hello, thank you for having me. Oh, it's great to have you here, especially during this holiday season. We, we, this is when we see the Salvation Army because it's, it's there with the red kettles when we go in and out of the story. So looking to hear the history of that to let you know about Jean Turner. She's a Colorado native, holds a degree in marketing and PR from the University of Denver, spent 30 years in marketing for both corporate and nonprofit organizations. And since 2014 has been the community relations director for El Paso County for the Salvation Army. And as we said, we're talking about why those red kettles. I'm sure you've wondered, and we're going to let you know about them today. So, Gene, you're the community relations director for this area, the local director, but you actually started as a volunteer with the Salvation Army for five years. Give us your backstory. I did. Yes. So my mother-in-law, when we, my husband retired from the Air Force and we moved back to Colorado Springs and my mother-in-law was involved with the Salvation Army because they actually saved her brother's life um, by getting him sober and getting him the help he needed. And so she always, yeah, she always talked about how um, wonderful the Salvation Army was and she was part of their women's auxiliary. So I joined with her and volunteered as part of the women's auxiliary for five years and then when this position that I'm currently in came open, it really was a God thing how I just stepped right into it. And it, it was just meant to be, it was really where God wanted me to use my talents. Okay. So you personally weren't wearing Santa suits out there. They don't do that at the Salvation Army, right? It's just men in the Santa suits. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't do women there. in the we don't do women in the in Santa suits. And no, I never did even have to dress up as Mrs. Santa, but <laughs> well, wonderful. Well, um, The Salvation Army um, deals with a lot of issues, and you getting involved as a volunteer, having a heart for the community, what are some of the real big issues that we see here in El Paso County and around the nation, but specifically here, um, that that we really need to know about, that we we have to understand are are very real, are very real issues, and that, you know, uh, many of our listeners may be dealing with themselves. What's on your heart and mind, especially this holiday season, for um, challenges that, that people are having in our community? You know, the thing that I'm seeing the most is that families are struggling. They are really struggling right now to make ends meet. 
things have gotten so expensive. Uh, a gallon of milk uh, now is, you know, five dollars, four or five dollars. Uh, housing is so expensive. So families are really struggling to um, make ends meet, and they're having to make some difficult decisions. A lot of them are facing with decisions: Do we pay our utilities bill, or do we put food on the table? It's just really getting tough for families right now, not only in Colorado Springs, but I think we're seeing this nationwide. And also, we have a lot of veterans in, we, in our area, too, so they, they especially struggle. We do. And, you know, we have five military bases here in the Pikes Peak region. And so that not only leads to a lot of active duty, but a lot of retired um, military as well that are coming to us for services. And that veterans are struggling. Even even with all the services out there for veterans, there are a lot of veterans that are experiencing homelessness right now. And there are a lot of veterans who are in need of case management and just a little bit of a hand up. So, you know, in this holiday season, sometimes I think it's so easy to get in our own little mindset um, of providing for our own family. And you don't realize how many families of all, we see them all over the whole Every zip code in El Paso County in the area, there are families who are really struggling to um, put food on the table and to um, even find affordable housing. Yeah. Uh, so as far as the food, I mean, we, we have this nice term called food insecurity. Um, means you, you don't have enough money to buy the food at today's prices. Um, what are what are you seeing? How does that take an emotional toll on people that are that are really experiencing that on a regular basis yeah you know we see a lot of families who if they didn't have a food pantry to go to uh, they would not have food for their their children especially over christmas break when kids are out of school there are a lot of families who rely on the school systems to provide that steady breakfast Mm. and lunch for their kids and we see a lot of seniors who um, are on a fixed income and so they don't have that extra money when prices go up uh, it's just really, really, it, that term, like you said, food insecurity, uh, seems very generic, but it's a real problem here in our community. Well, everyone knows about the Salvation Army, but we don't necessarily know what you do. What are some of the core ministries? We know about the thrift store, so you talk about that, right? Those people come face-to-face, either donating or buying at the thrift store, but what are the core ministries? Because you are a church. We are. We are a church, and our mission is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and to meet human need in his name without discrimination. And, and you know, that looks different in every community. And I think that's why it is so challenging to say what the Salvation Army does, um, because it looks different uh, in, in each community. Here in Colorado Springs, we have a family shelter, and um, then we also have a food pantry. We feed lunch and dinner every day to seniors and families in need in our veteran program as well. Uh, we also have utility assistance and holiday assistance. So we do so much that sometimes people just kind of glaze over and um, they don't really, they're like, wow, you know, what, is, what does the Salvation Army even do? And it's national, international? So we are actually... Um, worldwide, yes. And we are the largest non-government social service provider in the world. Really? Yeah. And we are actually in 132 countries. And so we're one of the most recognized 
uh, agencies, brands. Yeah. Our logo is one of the most recognized ones in the world, but that's also challenging because a lot of people think that because we're so big that we have this big, you know, money pot in the sky or something and that it, that, that, that money comes from outside of the, um, Colorado Springs, but it doesn't. So our programs are all funded here locally and they are all the money, you know, that is given to the Salvation Army stays right here in our community because, um, we're meeting the needs right here in our in our neighborhood. Yeah, and that's the model of the Salvation Army. The money stays local. Yeah, everywhere. So even if, if you sent in a check and your zip code was from Arizona or something like that, your money, unless you designated it, would go to Arizona. Mm. So we, we really, truly um, give where the donors live uh, and the money stays there. Now, we mentioned veterans and homelessness. You have also transitional housing. We do. We have we have one of the largest transitional housing programs in the state and one of the most successful. We have um, about 34 veterans right now that are staying with our program, veterans and their families. And we have about an 80 to 89 success rate, percent success rate in transitioning them into permanent housing. Well, wonderful. So uh, I'll give you the website now. And at the at the end of the program, it is helpcoloradosprings.com, www.helpcoloradosprings.com, the local uh, website for the local uh, Salvation Army. So as promised, as we're finishing up the program, this is the time of year when we really see the Salvation Army going in and out of supermarkets and other places. Um, the iconic red kettle uh, with with a person generally dressed up for the holiday, ringing a bell. So tell us, what what is the history? What's the deal with the red kettle? How did it get started? And, and why is it such an important part of what the Salvation Army does? So the red kettles are pretty synonymous with Christmas and with the Salvation Army. They've yeah. been in hundreds of movies throughout the years. Yeah. And they actually, it's one of the world's lo- longest running campaigns of its kind. It started in 1891 with a crab pot in San Francisco. Um, one of the captains there of the Salvation Army wanted to raise some money to feed um, people over the holidays. And so he set out a kettle to raise money to buy that food to um, do a community meal. And it's been going ever since 1891 and here in our community since 1889. So it's been around for a long time. And um, it it really is more than just that money um, that goes in there. It is um, a symbol of the change that the Salvation Army helps make in people's lives. And so the change that people put in that red kettle really truly equates to changing people's lives right here in our community, whether it's giving them hope, whether it's giving them shelter, food, utility assistance, holiday assistance, all of those things truly help change lives. And giving people hope. Hope. Hope is the biggest thing. You know, they they say you can survive without water and food for however many days and hours, but you cannot survive without hope. Now, I, I know we're going to encourage people to to donate um, and to donate to the red kettles and to know that those gentlemen who are there ringing those bells, standing out in the cold, they're they're both volunteers and some are seasonal employees, but they're vetted. They're all vetted by by you. They are. And, you know, the Red Kettles is actually um, kind of a mission in itself. It gives um, we love to have volunteers and we wish we could man every single kettle with volunteers. But unfortunately, there's too many hours and too many kettles to do that. So it actually gives an opportunity for people who would not otherwise have employment to earn some extra money during the holidays. So, yes, some of the people uh, at those Red Kettles might look a little bit rough, um, but they are vetted. And we do have route drivers that check on them regularly and the store managers. And so your donation can be trusted when you put it in that kettle. 
um, no matter who's out there ringing, whether it's a volunteer or one of our seasonal employees who um, is receiving uh, a blessing from being hired by okay. us. Well, wonderful. Thank, thank you for what you do. Thank you for the Salvation Army. And don't walk on by the kettle. Don't, don't just pass it up when you're going in or when you're coming out. Stop there. Say hi to that person who's out there in the cold working away. Might be a volunteer, might be a veteran. That's right. Uh, there, you can find out their story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's got a story, so yeah, it's great. Okay, well, again, the website is helpcoloradosprings.com, helpcoloradosprings.com. That is the local website for you to get information if you would like to donate, if you would like to volunteer, or if you would like to partake of any of the services of the local Salvation Army, please go on helpcoloradosprings.com and, uh, and make sure to... Um, you know, to to look on things a little bit differently now that you've heard the story of the Salvation Army, not not just a red kettle in a movie or some guy out in front, but but a an organization that's been around a long time, but is very specifically helping members of our community that are going through so much, maybe even you. Well, Jean, thank you for being on Partners in the Gospel today. Thank you and Merry Christmas to you also. Coming up after the short break, I'll be sharing about Hanukkah the Feast of Dedication, what it is, and why it's super relevant to both Jews and Christians today, especially in light of what's going on in Israel. I'm Chaim Goldman, and we'll be right back on Partners in the Gospel. Hi, this is Chaim Goldman, the Watchman, new host of Partners in the Gospel on The Word, 100.7 FM in Colorado Springs. Would you like to suggest a ministry leader, pastor, or other member of our community who is making a true kingdom impact to be a guest on Partners in the Gospel program? maybe even suggest yourself. Well, we'd love to hear from you. Please call me, I am Goldman, at Salem Media Group at 719-388-0386. That's 719-388-0386. Welcome back to Partners in the Gospel. I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman, and we're continuing our special holiday program in this segment talking about Hanukkah, the Feast of Dedication, what it is, and why it's still very relevant to both Jews and Christians today, especially in light of what's going on in Israel and the brutal attack by Hamas and subsequent war. Now, Hanukkah begins tomorrow evening, Thursday evening, December 7th, and goes for eight days. And what is it? Well, you may have heard uh, about it from your Jewish neighbors. Uh, Maybe you think it's the Jewish Christmas. Uh, You may have heard many different things about it, like the Adam Sandler song. I I grew up observing Hanukkah, but it wasn't until I actually read the books of Maccabees after I became a believer that I found out about what this holiday, this feast, this remembrance is really about. And I would recommend you read it. It's found in the Apocrypha, which is the interstitial books. It uh, was in the 611 uh, King James. It's in the Catholic Bible. But what it, what it is, I'm not saying it's scripture because it didn't make it into the canon in our day, but I do look at it as historical books, especially uh, Maccabees 1 and 2. Again, you'll find them in the Apocrypha. Uh, 3 and 4 you'll find online. Um, very interesting, very detailed history. And I consider it to be sort of a love letter from the past that those who went through this, and it was brutal. I mean, you read the book of Maccabees, and it sounds just like what we're learning about the October 7th attacks in Israel um, maybe even the October seventh uh, attacks are even worse, but really brutal atrocities against the people of Israel because 
they wouldn't do what this impending Greek culture was trying to get them to do. And uh, the, the, the Feast of Dedication is not actually found in the Old Testament, but you will find it in the New Testament in John 10, 22. It says, at the time of the Feast of Dedication that was taking place in Jerusalem, it was winter, and Jesus, Yeshua, was walking in the temple in the Solomon's portico. And so we have it recorded there that this was being kept, and this was a remembrance that was instituted after these things went down around 165 to 150 B.C., and um, if you don't know about it, uh, I'm going to read some from the book of Maccabees now to talk about what instigated this. And this is from the uh, book of First Maccabees, chapter 1, starting in verse 41. It said, then the king who was Antiochus Epiphanes, who was an evil king, a Syrian Greek king that was looking to impose their Greek pagan culture all over the area, The king wrote to his whole kingdom that all should be one people and that all should give up their particular customs. All the nations accepted the command of the king. Many, even from Israel, gladly adopted his religion. They sacrificed to idols and profaned the Sabbath. And the king sent letters to messengers to Jerusalem and the towns of Judah. He directed them to follow customs strange to the land to forbid burnt offerings and sacrifices and drink offerings in the sanctuary, to profane Sabbaths and festivals, to defile the sanctuary and the holy ones, to build altars and sacred precincts for shrines for idols, to sacrifice pigs and other unclean animals, and to leave their sons uncircumcised. They were to make themselves abominable to everything unclean and profane so that they would forget the law and change all the ordinances. And he added, whoever does not obey the command of the king shall die. And then on the 15th day of Kislev, which is at this time of year, in the 145th year, they erected a desolating sacrilege on the altar of burnt offering and built altars in the surrounding towns. The books of the law they found they tore to pieces and burned with fire. Anyone possessing the book of the covenant or anyone who adhered to the law was condemned to death by decree of the king. They kept using violence toward Israel against those who were found month to month in the towns. And on the 25th day of the month, they offered sacrifice on the altar that was on top of the altar of burnt offering in an abominable way. According to the decree, they put to death the women who had their children circumcised and their families and those who circumcised them. And they hung the infants around their mother's neck. But many in Israel stood firm and were resolved in their hearts not to eat unclean food. They chose to die rather than to be defiled by food or to profane the Holy Covenant, and they did die, and a great wrath came upon Israel. Now, at that time, and I'm not reading directly out of it anymore, paraphrasing, there was a a priestly family led by Mattathias and his five sons, uh, and they they tore their garments at what was going on, but then eventually... The Syrian Greeks came to their town and went to Mattathias because he was the leader and said, we want you to perform a sacrifice here in your town as the king commands. And Mattathias wouldn't do it, even though he was promised favor from the king. Mattathias answered and said in a loud voice, even if all the nations that live under the rule of the king obey him and have chosen to obey his commandments, every one of them abandoning the religion of their ancestors, I and my sons and my brothers will continue to live by the covenant of our ancestors Far be it from us to desert the law and the ordinances. We will not obey the king's words by turning aside from our religion to the right hand or the left. And at that point, uh, another Israelite came up to agree with the king. Mattathias killed him, killed the king's men, and the revolution started. 
And uh, Mattathias's son Judah, known as Judah Maccabee the Hammer, uh, became the leader of this army. And there were amazing exploits considering how small this ragtag band of, of Jews, of Israelites was going against this enormous Syrian Greek army. And originally they, they, they encountered great losses, even 80,000 uh, killed in a matter of a few days, men, women, children. When we think about what happened in Israel on October 7th, what Hamas perpetrated, I mean, the, these, these numbers, and they were brutal and they killed in such a brutal fashion. Possibly, um, you know, even Hamas was more brutal, but this is how they treated them all because why? They, they wouldn't keep the laws of the king. They were holding to the covenants of God and they were willing to die in order to do that. And the Syrian Greeks were trying to get them to, to break the Sabbath, um, to not circumcise their children and, and also to eat unclean foods. And I'll discuss that in a, in a little bit, what that represents, because you might think, what's the big deal? But it was, it's obviously was a big deal and they were willing to fight and die for it to obey. God. And in in front of one of the battles they were going into, there was a great army and they had battle elephants. I mean, this was really an, an amazing army that Judah was leading. And his men said to him, how can we, few as we are, fight against so great and so strong a multitude as we are faint? For we have eaten nothing today. And Judah replied, it is easy for many to be hemmed in by few. But in the sight of heaven, there is no difference between saving by many or few. It is not the size of the army that victory in battle depends, but strength comes from heaven. They come against us in great insolence and lawlessness to destroy us and our wives and our children and to despoil us. Sound familiar? Like from today's headlines. But we fight for our lives and our laws. He, God himself, will crush them before us. As for you, do not be afraid of them. And so as we look at Hanukkah and what it's really about, they, they eventually, they, they do, after three years, they, they uh, were able to liberate the temple, and uh, they went in, and there was, you know, it, it sacrificed unclean animals, so they had to clean up the whole thing. And as legend has it, they went to light the holy, the lamps, the menorah, and there was only enough oil to burn uh, for one day, but it burned for eight days. This is actually not in the historical record. I don't know that it happens. It seems like legend. And and sometimes we you know we take these important lessons from our history and 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 um, we we make them sort of we water them down we make them into things that are sort of childish but when we really deal with this and now today we're dealing with it with what's going on in Israel and the rise of anti-Semitism and you know it's here we go again nothing new under the sun we as Jews have seen this uh, a lot throughout history we just you know hoped it wasn't happening in America um, is this is about that that many can defeat few as long as we stand for God. And, and these, these things that the, that the Syrian Greeks wanted the Jews actually by penalty of death to stop, what do they represent? Well, they represent covenants. The circumcision is the Ab- sign of the Abrahamic covenant. The Sabbath is the sign of the Mosaic covenant. And kosher, clean and unclean, what you can and can't eat, is a sign of the Adamic covenant of that tree in the garden that we weren't to eat from. And so, when this pagan culture or Greek Western culture or woke culture or whatever we want to call it comes in and challenges you in your religion, it, it, you know, what is it trying to do? What does it do when it seeks to shut down churches, silence us, keep us out of the public square? It's seeking to come against us and between us and God and tell us, don't do those things. You're not allowed to do those things. And in many cultures and, you know, hopefully won't hear, but, you know, who knows that by penalty of death. 
because they're trying to separate us from God. They don't, they don't believe in him, but in a way they really do. If they didn't, <laughs> why would it be so important to get us to stop doing right what they consider foolishness? Obviously, they know it has power. And so just like the Maccabees, we need to stand. We need to stand for our God, and we need to stand for our laws. We can discuss what those laws are. Is it the 10? Is it more? But we are to stand If the Maccabees had not stood for the covenants in their generation and God gave them great success, would they have succeeded and would Yeshua Jesus have had a temple to walk into 200 years later and declare himself the Messiah? We have to think about that. So they cleanse the temple. And why is it an eight-day holiday? Well, because they declared that they would keep the Feast of Tabernacles that they hadn't been able to do and also the the dedic- rededication of the temple does take eight days, and that is why, and we have that in this historical record of why it's eight days. But as we go into Hanukkah, think about being a Maccabee. Few, a few can beat many when we stand for God. So I hope this program has riled you up some. Please read the book of Maccabees so you can be a Maccabee in our generation. But know that our battle is not against flesh and blood, of course, but against principalities and powers, always has been. And to win this fight... Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, as it says in 2 Corinthians. So, my time's up for today. Please read the book of Maccabees. Please look into Hanukkah. Be a Maccabee in our generation. And get out there, my brothers and sisters, and make a truly lasting impact for the kingdom for such a time as this. Happy Hanukkah. Shalom. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.